Are you looking for a comprehensive and convenient online health fitness training platform? Look no further than Vikido Fitness Academy. With a variety of programs designed to meet your needs, this platform offers everything from weight loss and wellness group coaching programs to an emotional intelligence course. You'll learn what to eat in order to achieve optimal health and energy levels. You'll have access to exercise training, live coaching meetups with myself, Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe, and other instructors, as well as support and accountability throughout your journey. Whether you prefer to work out at home or at your favorite gym, Vikido Fitness Academy makes it easy to follow along with their programs. So get started on your journey to better health and fitness. Visit vikidofitness.com forward slash VDF Academy. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about research articles and hot topics. Our topic today is, what's new? Hot topics number 93. What are some of the signs that you are eating too much sugar? Having an upset stomach? Being irritable? Not being able to sleep? Can all be warning signs. Sunscreen may be the only anti-aging product that you need. This can save us a lot of money, right? All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks-Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks. What's going on? Vicki Doe, how are you? I am fine. It's a great day. It is a great day. It's really nice. The last couple of days have not been so bad. I've actually sat outside and kind of played some music and just chilled. Just chill and enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been you know, it's great. Been really nice. We haven't been getting, thank goodness, there's, you know, the plus about being in this area, we haven't been getting that really scorching heat that a lot of those places have been getting, right? I know. I, I talked to my home sister, Dr. Rhonda Prisby. I talked to her at least two or three times a week, and she was saying that uh, this morning she was driving to work, and, and she's in Texas, and, oh. and in Fort Worth, she was driving oh. to Dallas, what is it Arlington it was 108 oh. degrees and it was morning oh oh my goodness isn't that crazy what do you do with that oh that's what I said oh my god and driving she's driving to work in that 108 degree weather unbelievable I know well yes today is episode 262 and we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about and our topic today is what's new hot topics number 93 and so what are some of the potential signs that you are eating too much sugar having an upset stomach irritability and sluggishness are all possible warnings 
that you're overdoing it on the sweet stuff. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about that. So we're going to highlight a few of the signs and talk about it. Yes, yes, yes. Sunscreen. Now, this was a great article. D, sunscreen may be the only anti-aging product that you need. And so we're going to discuss why that is. And who knew? You know, this may save us a lot of money, right? <laughs> Tons. Tons of money. All that money I've been spending at the Medis Spa. Me too. Tons. <laughs> but Tons. yeah, this is great. And so we're going to discuss these articles and much more on this episode today. And as per usual, Dr. D. Banks will tell us the latest on what is going on in the bacteria and virus world. And this time she will tell us about antibiotics and the syphilis epidemic and what is going on with that and we are going to talk about all of this and more on this episode of it's all about health and fitness so stay tuned folks and d what do you say about that you know we've got some really really good topics to talk about today i'm really anxious especially to talk about that one about anti-aging because like you say i've spent <laughs> hundreds <laughs> thousands of dollars and it's so funny when i go in the store and i talk have the young girls and i'm like i want that and i want that but you know i said i've been buying this and i still don't look any better they fall out <laughs> laughing <laughs> don't look any better <laughs> and that's not true. young girls fall out laughing i said all these hundreds of dollars worth of products and i don't look any better <laughs> look look <laughs> look that is not true, D. You know they you are beautiful. They got us coming and going. They got us coming and going. But they, they, they be us getting us. Don't they get us? They be they getting us. They got us coming and going. <laughs> <laughs> and we just do, do like the Southern folks say, much obliged, much obliged. Much obliged. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. But yeah, we're going to uh -oh. talk about all of these things on this episode today. Now, make sure, folks, make sure you subscribe to this podcast is all about health and fitness vicky doe fitness on apple podcast stitcher spotify or on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast when you subscribe you will be notified first when we post a new show you will be able to listen learn and experience our shows where we bring in other guests and talk about the things that are important for our health and our well-being in our community. And as you know, we do not just talk about our physical health. We talk about things that we do to preserve our mental health as well. Because we believe in total well-being, having a holistic approach, a holistic approach to healthy living. So make sure you do not miss any of our shows and subscribe today. And last but not least, go on Apple podcasts give us a five-star rating and review of this show because it is how we grow and increase our listeners and we appreciate you and as always d what do we say thank you thank you thank you for your support thank you thank you thank you for your support well d yeah we got a steady hot because a lot of times it's been like raining or cold exactly or, so yeah i've lost a lot of tomatoes this last few weeks because they get that right on the bottom of them and i was reading about it me and mark mm -hmm. and it's because the ground is so wet or the pots are so wet yes so, yes yeah. yes all that rain so yeah. it's, it's refreshing to see sunshine now you know it really is mm -hmm. i mean you know i know the farmers keep talking about they want that but it's time out they got their water now it's time to have a little bit of sunshine before we get into winter big uh, right 
winter yeah <laughs> you know we need some sunshine but here it might stay until october you never I hope, know i hope I, I really do hope you know but in the meantime we're going to do summer things whatever that means yes 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 to folks yes how's your how's your landscaping coming along i've been it's looking beautiful yeah yeah what, what they doing down what they there? doing <laughs> <laughs> what they got <laughs> what I, they plant what what they planting up in there up in there <laughs> but yeah that's it we got we just got our regular stuff and we just trying to put you know since it's been a little bit um sunny and dry we just kind of mm -hmm. water it just a little bit to uh -huh. keep them to keep them fresh and our deers now i've seen i'm seeing some baby deers now back in there yeah yeah so yeah, I guess it's yeah. that season now, huh? Yeah, and crossing through your yard into one yard. Oh, to the yes. Other yard. Yeah. They're, mm -hmm. they're enjoying. I was like, as long yeah. as they ain't enjoying all my flowers, we good. <laughs> <laughs> Get well, back. You know, I remember last year I had these beautiful tomatoes and I said, I kept them on the vine. I said, one more day, just one more day. And I came and I'm, what happened to my tomatoes? <laughs> Doggone groundhogs came in and chop down my tomatoes one day too late i said oh these are great beef steaks they're beautiful i'm gonna get one more i went in there i looked on the ground maybe it fell on the ground i'm looking in the front some groundhogs came in and they, ate my they, tomatoes they will eat your stuff they ready they totally ready. ready isn't that something oh no, no. <laughs> but yeah mm -hmm. that's all that's all we doing we're just doing summer things so i know you had an exciting week d right i kind of did i went to chicago last weekend for the aka leadership summit which was really good there were about nine thousand women there from all over the united states and i guess some of the world you know aka is international so some of the other international chapters but one of the highlights was that um the committee that i'm on for international health and wellness we did a symposium on mental health in black women and that was really good one of the women who was on the um symposium was this black woman who plays with the harlem globetrotters i didn't ah. even know any women they call her tnt i can't remember her okay. name but okay. she was very interesting uh -huh. about how she you know where she came she's from she's from Colo colorado springs colorado she goes yeah i know you all don't think any black folks live there we're like no <laughs> yeah, that's where the air force academy is no but you know she um, was just talking about going up through the ranks and how hard it was as a woman in sports and all of that mm -hmm. and then uh, you know i was like to get my art in so i yes. went to the art institute okay. to see some um wonderful art they had an exhibition of van gogh landscapes mm -hmm. and then i saw some other impressionism mm -hmm. paintings and you know i was just thinking I got to get back to Chicago to go through that museum. It really mm -hmm. takes a day or two to just yeah, it does. go through there. I'm a member of that art I'm a, institute. I'm a member of that, you know. So every are you? Yes. I was thinking about joining yeah, myself. Joining. Yeah, because every time, every time I go and visit T, uh, we always go up there. Yeah, I yes. love that. Oh my god. And this was the first year too, Vicky, mm -hmm. that I saw the bean. What yes. is the bean? That was I hadn't that, seen that five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. The one in Millennial Park. Yeah, no, they, they had that great big silver bean, bean. in the in the thing. Yeah, oh, and everything. Cool. And, and okay. we we always when when Nate went with me a few years ago, T said we got to take a picture at that big bean. But I I, oh, I can't yeah. remember the whole. It's a whole history behind that. Okay. But yeah, yeah, we always take a picture, and then if where you stand, you can see 
you know, people in different areas of the, the yes, city. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. It's so really I said, nice. you know, as close as Chicago is, I don't take it much the the advantage of going to that city as much as I should. There's a lot of stuff going on in Chicago. Well, let's and do a trip on, there. Let's yeah, we trip. have to do it together because on Sunday, people will walk in the, what is it, Michigan Avenue? Yes, that's where we down. went. That's where we went, honey. And go, go yeah. stop till you drop, honey. You can't go to yeah. Chicago without going to the Michigan Avenue. Fabulous shops. Mm -hmm. I was shopping till I dropped. That's it. And then I didn't have room. I had to have them mail it and FedEx me it to me. Well, I had to get another bag. <laughs> <laughs> Eek. I know. <laughs> Eek. That means you did some true damage when I you got to get another bag. Damage. Yeah, Because I brought this little bag that I didn't even check. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you had to get a regular one, huh? Get a regular one, yeah. Oh, that's so good. But, yeah, yeah. Chicago yeah. is great in the summer. It is. Now, the wintertime, you might as well forget it. Well, Woo! yeah, I won't be going there past. <laughs> no, past. And they had some really great hotels. And we went to a, a restaurant called, I mean, a hotel mm -hmm. called Gwen's Luxury okay. uh, Suites and Condos. Okay. And they had a, and we had an outdoor brunch. That's nice. You know, nice. just sitting up on the out uh, and it was like really beautiful looking out over the city and stuff. So, oh, yeah, I, like nice. I said, I don't take as much advantage. And then there's the lake. That's you the know, lake. there's so much to do. So I'm really going to have to go back. And then there's a an architectural tour that you can take on the water. Yes, I've that done that. Up with and the down river. There. I've never done the that. river war. It's very nice. The yes. river war is very nice that we. Yes. We so that's what I want to do the next time. Vicky. OK, well, we got to go, you know, and, and hang out because we do. T loves it. I, he was mad at me. He said, girl, when you came up here, I saw you. Uh, I you was were here. Say, Didn't you all spend like a hot minute together? And that was about all. two hours. And I was there a whole week. <laughs> I was oh, like, well, funny. you know me, T. I be on the go, don't you know? <laughs> that's funny. Yes, yes, yes. Well, D, what is going on this week? Everything, Vicky. Everything. I guess there we, we got some women and stuff. The upset, though, was that Al Caraz, he won the Spanish. Shocker. He won the Spanish player young. I think he might be 20, 20. right? 20. And Djokovic is 36. And Djokovic being the GOAT, he always yep. wins. Yep. And so, yep. yes, honey, Carlos. He yes. won his first Wimbledon title and left Novak Djokovic, the mm -hmm. overwhelming favorite, because he was trying for number 23. Yes, think, yes, he was trying for, With yeah. his first finals loss mm -hmm. at the All England Club in a decade after mm -hmm. years of false starts. Mm -hmm. Men's tennis finally has a proper war between the generations. Mm -hmm. In a startling comeback mm -hmm. that rocked the All England Club's venerable center court, Carlos Alcaraz, a 20-year-old Spanish star who has blitzed the sport in his brief career, pulled off the nearly impossible, impossible. Yeah. beating Novak Djokovic in a Wimbledon final on the grass that the man widely recognized as the greatest ever to play the sport has long treated as his back. That Long. Yes, yes. Besides chasing the Grand Slam, Djokovic was among, was aiming to extinguish the dreams of another heralded upstart, challenging his hold on the game, which so far has amounted to 23 Grand Slam tournament titles. So he was looking for 24. Okay, 24. Okay, yes. Alcarez is the standard bearer 
of the next group of players who are supposed to move the sport beyond the era of the big three, an era that includes Federer and Nadal, and that Djokovic has ruled longer than many expected. Alcarez won the U.S. Open last year in thrilling acrobatic fashion, serving notice that men's tennis was going to be shaken up by an unusual talent. Mm -hmm. This year, he withdrew from the Australian Open to nurse an injury and was defeated by Djokovic in the semifinals at the French Open. But the buzz around him and his future never diminished. It's great for the new generation, Alcarez says, to see me beating him and making them think that they are capable to do it. Good for him. Good for him. There's always somebody crawling up behind you. First of all, always. you can't stop the aging process. No, I mean, really and truly, mm -hmm. if you look at it, they still not better than Serena and Venus in Nothing. terms of longevity, yes. sustainability. Exactly. I don't even look. I, I'm surprised you looked at the ladies because, you know, I just, I, yeah. Uh. I looked at that, uh, I should say, I looked at Anz Jabor because I was interested in how she was going to fare. Okay. I had just listened to the commentary about her story being from Tunisia and she, you know, really wanted it. And then when she lost mm. up against a woman who was unseated. Yes about how she took it really hard yeah, know. you know yeah i heard that she got a hug from princess uh kate and all of that she she took it really hard and mm -hmm. so you know i i just remember when i used to run mm -hmm. and people were like well you know who's gonna who's gonna win today and this that and the other mm -hmm. it in sports it just all depends on who shows up that day that day you just she never know day. she yeah. had an off day that day mm -hmm. and that young woman who was unseated had an on day and things clicked and it was a perfect storm and somebody won and somebody lost in sports it's all who shows up on that day that's it who shows up right who shows up on that day and not only who shows up but what kind of condition are you in when you show up that's it so speaking of Venus, um, mm, uh, I know. She Is just... it time for her to sit down oh, and yes. maybe do commentary? Yes, because we love her. Just just do commentary and do all just the do commentary. And you do know, it's time stuff. to. She's talking about she wants to do it till fifty. Why go and embarrass yourself? I don't get it. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. At that point, it's just some kind of ego that you're not going to achieve, really. I mean, at no. this juncture, give it up. Go out gracefully. You were one of the greats, one of the goats. Leave gracefully. You you have your historical Wimbledon titles and Australian titles and all of those kind of titles. There's probably not going to be any young women that come behind you and Venus that are ever going to be like you two, really. No, because when we and when have we, that sustainability. I know, because when we look, when we look at their... You know how you look at see how they're playing and all that kind of stuff. When we see um, the women, they do not have that power behind them. No, they don't. They don't. Like, you know, like I was looking listen. the other day, like as Rinka and all these names that we've heard over the years, mm -hmm. you know, they may hit and miss when hit and miss, but not that sustainability. Nope. They do not have that sustainability. So mm -mm. it's going to mm -mm. be something. But you were, you were talking about what what's the junior one? She yeah, her name is Clervy. Clervy. I'm sure I'm going to butcher it. Nguyo. I don't know where she's from. Okay. But she she won. She's a woman of color. Okay. She won the Women's Junior Wimbledon Championship. Okay. 
So she's an up and coming, you know, player. But, you know, we go back to Coco lost and Sloan Stevens didn't make it. And Madison did. OK, Madison. Got, Madison did, did. She got up. She to got quarterfinals up. or something, something like, like that. that. Yep. But again, they just don't have the Williams sisters, whatever that is. They don't have right. that power and that that umph. They just don't. You know, that's Serena. When she would hit that ball, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm not a professional tennis player. I mean, your girls played it, you know, mm-hmm. amateur-wise and, and were very good at it. But that serve, you got to get that serve down. That serve makes it or breaks it a lot of time. And then her backhand, I mean, if you looked at her, the way she, I'm sure the way she trained and prepared herself and mm-hmm. all of that, both of them. Mm-hmm. But when you got that Serena out there on the stage, it, it was matter. very unlikely that you were going to win. Even on her bad day, she still did. On her bad day. <laughs> when she had ankle problems. Remember when yes. she used to have ankle problems? Yes. She still lose. I mean, win. I know. You know, sometimes I used to think that she was psyching them out to think that, you know, she right. was hurt worse than she was. And then they would think they were going to take advantage of her and then bam, drop the mic. That's it. That's it. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see. It is a turnover of the new blood coming through. Yeah. So we'll yeah, see is. what happens. Well, we always we always try to have some type of health tip or something. And this health tip is coming from Idea Fitness. And it says chronological age versus physical fitness. Cardiorespiratory fitness levels trump age alone. And so it says higher aerobic fitness levels in older adults are more predictive of longevity than age alone according to findings published in the American Journal of Cardiology. Researchers at Kaiser Permanente in Southern California and the University of California, Los Angeles, assess the relationship between cardiorespiratory uh, fitness, age, and death among patients ages 60 to 90 over approximately 3.5 years. Data analysis showed that those between the ages of 80 and 90 with high fitness levels had better survival rates than their younger counterparts who had low fitness levels. Study authors concluded that chronological age should not be the only factor when assessing risk of death from all causes. So there you have it. Being oh, wow. being physically fit, participating in higher aerobic levels, especially as we get older, is necessary. How's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. It is necessary for us. So. It is. I mean, it is. And, you know, it goes uh, with our thing. Just get up and do something. Get up and do something. That's all we ask, right? No, just get up and do something, honestly. Yes, indeed. So what's the latest, D? You got the latest? Well, the latest that I'm going to talk about today is something that's been brewing for several years, and it kind of died down during COVID like everything else did, and there wasn't a focus on it. But I'm talking about an old disease that is resurging in a completely preventable way. It's a very sad situation uh, when we talk about children, but there's a new, you know, there's a lot of drug shortages. Every time I walk in the hospital now in the where the doctor's lounge is, there's a great big board talking about the number of drugs that we have that are short. Mm. COVID, you know, was associated with a lot of these drug shortages. Mm. And now we have one, a new shortage of a type of penicillin crucial 
mm-hmm. to the fight against syphilis is alarming infectious disease experts who warn that a protracted scarcity of the drug could worsen the U.S. epidemic of the sexually transmitted infection. The shortage announced by the drug maker Pfizer in a letter last month involves Bicillin long-acting, a long-acting injectable antibody also known as penicillin G benzathine. The company cited significant increases in demand because of the rising rate of syphilis infections, mm. as well as Bicillin's recent use as an alternative to amoxicillin, another antibiotic that has been periodically that has periodically been scarce and is prescribed for more general infections like strep throat. Stephen Danahy, a spokesman for Pfizer, said it would likely take a year for the company to ramp up production by 50% at its plant in Rochester, Michigan, and ultimately manufacture enough bicillin to meet the demand and short reserves. Syphilis has been on the rise since 2000, reaching 176,000 cases in 2021, which was an increase, Vicky, of 75% since 2017, according to the CDC. Oh, congenital wow. syphilis, this is a sad one, congenital syphilis tripled during that four-year period to 2,855 cases, including 220 stillbirths or infant deaths. Rates are highest among infants of Native Americans, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islanders, and Black mothers. Wow. Let that sink in. Congenital syphilis, where your child is born with syphilis, completely preventable. Bicillin is the only recommended treatment for pregnant women who are infected, and it's effective at preventing transmission to the fetus if provided early enough. You've got to give it before five months. Congenital syphilis has a high fatality rate and can otherwise cause preterm birth and severe birth defects. It worries me that these moms may not have access to life-saving medications, said Dr. Anita Henderson, a pediatrician in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm. The state has seen large increases in the rate of congenital syphilis over the last five years. Among adult syphilis cases, nearly one-fourth are in women, just under a third in men who have sex with men, and about one-fifth are in men who have sex with women. Mm. The infection can cause sores and a rash, and if left untreated, can seriously damage internal organs and nervous system, eyes and ears, and can be fatal. That's also, remember, the Tuskegee syphilis experiment with syphilis. Mm-hmm. Pfizer also warned that its supply of a rarely used pediatric version of bicillin would soon run out because the company had begun using that drug's production line to increase the adult formula. Doctors turned to it last year in lieu of amoxicillin during an increase in the number of strep throats. Bicillin is also used to manage rheumatic heart disease and rheumatic fever, which are health risks, albeit uncommon, for children. Multiple antibiotic alternatives are available, according to Dr. Meg Darty, Director of Global HIV, Hepatitis, and Sexually Transmitted Infections Program at the World Health Organization. To ward off, I'm sorry, bacterial infections, military recruits receive bicillin during boot camp, where the drug is known as the peanut butter shot because of its color and consistency, according to Dr. Ryan Maves, a professor of infectious diseases at Wake Forest in North Carolina. Recruits otherwise face a high risk of invasive streptococcal infection. Alternatives to bicillin for pregnant women are underdeveloped, are under development and review, but are years away from becoming available. And Dr. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Klausner, an ID doctor at University of Southern California, he urged the Biden administration to pay Pfizer for some 500,000 doses to encourage production. 
The buy selling shortfall is but one element of a widespread drug shortage crisis. Like I said, Vicki, mm. has left doctors and pharmacists scrambling for vital therapeutic staples and forced them to ration treatments like chemotherapy. Mm. A recent Senate report also characterized the supply problems as a threat to national security. Mm. Most drug companies have not been particularly keen on developing antibodies, in part because the profit margin for this class of drugs is typically far lower than these other blockbuster drugs, like these drugs that end in MAB, Vicky, that you see on television for psoriasis and Mm -hmm. for... All okay. these other diseases, you know, monoclonal antibody drugs that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay. You know, you it takes five years for to bring a, a, a drug to market. And then a lot of times these antibodies had major side effects. So all those millions and millions of dollars went to waste. And then these, these people are now working on more drugs for cancer chemotherapy. Mm, okay. Wow. So bipartisan group in Congress recently introduced the $6 billion Pasture Act a Netflix-like subscription model that would act as a financial incentive for research and development by pharmaceutical companies. While the legislation could address drug shortages, its main goal is to combat the global threat of drug-resistant pathogens. David Harvey, executive director of the National Coalition of STD Directors, a trade association for public health associations, said rates of syphilis, chlamydia, and gonorrhea are all surging, in part due to a public health landscape that is stretched, dangerously thin, resulting in a lack of STI prevention, testing, and treatment. He and others criticized Pfizer for inadequate production of the drug given the decades-long rising trajectory of syphilis infections. But Pfizer's spokesman, Mr. Danahay, said the company had invested $38 million in its Michigan plant to improve manufacturing after a previous shortage of bicillin in 2017. Mr. Harvey also denounced the Biden administration for agreeing in the debt ceiling deal to a slash $400 million from the CDC's budget for STI prevention. To stretch the bicillin supply, the CDC recommends that doctors give preference to pregnant women and infected or exposed infants. Other patients should be prescribed doxycycline for two to four weeks, depending on the disease stage. But experts expressed worry that such individuals, including the partners of pregnant women, might have trouble sticking to twice daily pill regimens, potentially compromising the effectiveness. Eric Taishi, division of chair, division chair of supply chain at Mayo Clinic, said Pfizer likely stands alone in producing bicillin for the US market because of the considerable complexity and expense of manufacturing the drug. But other experts objected to Pfizer's pricing practices. Here's a prime example of why leaving public health to the free market can be disastrous. Tim Horn, Director of Medication Access at National Alliance of State and Territorial AIDS Directors, an advocacy group. Since 2013, the price of bicillin has increased 275%. Mr. Danahy said list price for four milliliters of bicillin in a syringe is $470 and that the company adjusted prices to ensure proper quality supply. Back in my day when I was a resident, mm-hmm. it was five, six dollars. Oh, wow. Five or six <laughs> bucks. Yeah. Wow. While many health organizations and clinics are able to secure discounts, some frontline independent clinics are paying top dollar for the antibiotic. Dr. Phyllis Ritchie, who runs an STI clinic largely serving gay men and 
Palm Springs, California, said the cost of a 10-pack of shots of bicillin had risen to $6,500. Dang. $4,000 two years ago. Mm. With the clinic using about 15 to 20 of the 10 packs annually, its 225000 yearly budget can no longer withstand the financial strain. When she first began practicing in the mid-90s, now I was in the 70s, she was in the mid-90s. Okay. A 10-pack was $300. Wow. So now what did I say it was? A Mm 10-pack is $6,500. So there it is. And she said it's a crisis. It sure is. I know, just the price. Oh just, my goodness. It's just ridiculous. Like I said, in the 90s, a 10-pack uh-huh. was 30, so making it about 30 per pack. In my day, it was dollars. Oh, yeah. wow. What's going to happen, though, with everything? I, I so- just don't know. I don't know. And like I said, if these people with syphilis can't get treated, they're going to go out and spread it to a lot of other people. And like I said, the tragedy in all of this is congenital syphilis. Yeah. I mean, a child is marked, if the child lives, is marked for the rest of their life. They will always test positive for syphilis. Oh, always. Wow. And that's why, you know, other than the, the defects, that go along with congenital syphilis, the teeth and snuffles and the legs and all cardiac disease and all that. Whenever you get a syphilis test, even though you've been treated, you will always be positive. Wow. Yeah. That's not good, huh? Always be positive. Yes. Yeah. Well, D, thank you for telling us the latest. It's something always something. Coming to get us. <laughs> It's something always something. Coming to get us. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicki Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at to find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 93. And so our first article we're going to talk about is, is written in Everyday, Everyday Health. 
12 potential signs you're eating too much sugar. And I'm going to talk about a few. I'm not going to go through all 12, but we'll have it where you can definitely go and look up this article more thoroughly. It's talking about upset stomach, irritability, and sluggishness. All of these are possible warnings that you are overdoing on the sweet stuff. And so it starts out, it says sugar gets a bad rap, but the truth is that it's a vital source of energy and essential to our survival. Of course, not all sugars are the same. Fructose is um, found in, yeah, because we always forget that. Fructose is found in fruits and vegetables and lactose in dairy rich foods. Uh, and they are natural sugars. We don't have to be as concerned about because these foods also has fiber and calcium. That's important. For example, added sugars, however, which are often found in processed foods are those we could do without. And most of us consume too much of them. According to the recent, um, according to the current dietary guidelines for Americans, the average American consumes 270 calories of added sugars that's 17 teaspoons each day that's deep 17 (laughs) that's deep isn't that crazy 17 we're not supposed to have more than at least what five or maybe six teaspoons according to the recommended guidelines even less than that but we do 17 all right unbelievable okay well let's move on (laughs) 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 all right added sugars are anything that's added to food to make it taste sweet and this includes natural sugars like honey and maple syrup even though they may be more wholesome than table sugar it's still contributing more calories but not much in the way of vitamins and minerals says jessica Corden. Uh, she's a registered dietitian, a health coach in New York City, and the author of The Little Book of Game Changers. Sugar is sneaky and can hide under at least 61, I mean, that's that's really true, 61 different names, according to the University of California, San Francisco. Despite your best efforts to make healthy food choices, you could be getting more sugar than you bargained for. Mm. Negative effects of sugar on the body. Per Harvard Health Publishing, when we eat sugar, most of it gets broken down and absorbed in the small intestines. Specialized enzymes attack larger molecules and convert them into three simpler sugars, glucose, galactose, and fructose. Well, the liver and muscles store some of the glucose as glycogen, a molecule that can be turned back into glucose when your body needs it. I like how they really simplified that explanation. Yeah. yeah. When when glucose enters the bloodstream, however, levels of blood glu- um, glucose rise. In response, the pancreas secretes insulin to help glucose get where it needs to go in your body. If consuming larger amounts of added sugar, the cells can become resistant to insulin over time. And this is a risk factor for systemic inflammation, type 2 diabetes, and other chronic conditions. According to one study, eating too much added sugar has also been linked to weight gain and obesity risk factors for heart disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, 
and cancer. Excessive intakes of added sugars impact our energy, mood, weight, and disease risk, Cording says. Across the board, it can impact our physical and mental well-being. In order for us to function as smoothly and as normally as possible, we need our blood sugar to be operating in the Goldilocks zone of energy, says William W. Lee. Yes, he's great. MD, a physician in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and author of, I got his whole series, Eat to Beat Disease. Yeah. Yeah, he's MD. He's big time. His whole specialty is with cancer and the angiogenesis, and he's doing mm-hmm. some cutting edge research, and he's he goes by the philosophy of functional medicine. So he's big time with his stuff, but his his stuff is very interesting. So this is something to put as your audio book, Eat to Beat Disease. That's a powerful book. Wow, that is. Yes. Okay, so the article continues. Are you eating too much sugar? The recommendations for limits on added sugars vary among industry groups. Dietary Guidelines for Americans, which is published by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and U.S. Department of Agriculture, recommend limiting calories from added sugars to more, no more than 10% each day. For someone who's consuming 2,000, if you're consuming 2,000 calories, then your maximum will be about 12 teaspoons worth yeah and so if you're trying to lose weight we always try to keep people well it depends on your activity level but between that 1600 what so it's going to go deeper and then if you're trying to have heart health it's less than that but the max is at least 12 see with heart health and that's the american heart association however recommends limiting the amount of daily added sugars to 100 calories for women and 150 calories for men. You see how that's a difference? Wow. So the American Heart Association recommends also that children ages two and older also should not have no more than 100 calories a day of added sugars. That works out to be about, right? Didn't I say that? Six teaspoons for women yep. and children. That's yep. adding the children. And we know children, they, they we know they outdo that just exactly easy easy okay six teaspoons for women and children and nine teaspoons for men both groups agree that toddlers and infants under two shouldn't consume any added sugars if you're not getting enough fruits and vegetables in your diet and not eating balanced meals made up of lean protein healthy fat and unrefined carbohydrates it's possible that added sugars may be displacing other good for you foods. Not only are you likely missing out on vitamins, minerals, and fiber, but all of that added sugar could manifest itself in other surprising ways. And so the following are 12 signs that might mean you're eating too much sugar. I'll probably just do at least four to five. So the first one, increase hunger and weight gain. If you're consuming a lot of extra calories through added sugars, Increased hunger is one of the first signs. Sugar is satisfying to the taste buds, but it really doesn't satisfy or fill our stomachs. And this is what Carrie Stoner Davis, who's a registered dietitian who works at Lemon Nutrition in Plano, Texas, without protein, fiber, and healthy fats, which most processed snacks and sugary treats lack. The body burns through sugar quickly and ramps up the hunger. 
which can lead to mindless and even compulsive snacking, Cording says. According to a review and meta-analysis, consumption of sugar-sweetened beverages promotes weight gain in adults and children. Yet, it's not only the extra calories that, to, that can increase weight. The gut microbiome and ecosystem made up of 39 trillion microorganisms is the body's self-defense system. According to research, a healthy gut helps our metabolism regulate blood glucose and insulin levels and in part enables our bodies to use lipids and manage cholesterol. When you have added sugar, it damages that ecosystem, Dr. Lee says. Good bacteria decrease and bad bacteria overgrow, leading to uh, dysbiosis and imbalance between these bacteria, as well as problems with metabolism and the ability to properly process lipids and cholesterol. That's a big topic today, too. Big time, right? And this mm -hmm. guy, Dr. Lee, is in the forefront for all that. So that's why I said go and download and audio whatever you do. What do we do? Audio listen. <laughs> audio books or audio yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even get the book. It's it's a big book. Yeah. But it's a nice book. What's more, sugar may damage our fat hormones, including leptin, which inhibits hunger. Lee argues. High sugar disrupts metabolism in part by interfering with leptin. According to Lee, eating sugar makes you want to eat more sugar, what makes you more hungry. <laughs> yep. So irritability is one. I thought this was interesting. If you're feeling moody, irritable, or on edge, I'll just do three. This, this is number two, some of the signs. If you're irritable, if you're feeling moody or on edge, stress may not be the only reason. It could be there a, it is. It sugar. could be a sign that you're <laughs> eating too much sugar. Sugar. There it is. One study suggested that eating added sugars can promote inflammation, worsen mood, and lead to symptoms of depression. A high sugar meal or snack without protein and fat quickly spikes up your blood sugar but as your body rushes to process all of it your energy levels crash making you feel sluggish and irritable Corden says also when there's low glucose in the bloodstream because your insulin levels have spiked after eating a lot of added sugar levels of blood glucose in the brain decrease as well our brains are absolutely critically dependent on having a normal level of blood sugar to fuel them, Lee says. The important thing is to pay attention when you're feeling off. For example, if you start to feel irritable an hour after you eat a snack or at the same time every day, excess sugar could be to blame. If you notice that's happening to you a lot, it's a good opportunity to take a look at what you're eating Corden says. Okay, so I'm gonna just do three. The third one will be, and then you guys can definitely go and check it out. Okay. Fatigue and low energy is another sign. Sugar is easily absorbed and digested. So if you're feeling fatigue, it could be due to the amount of sugar you're getting in your diet. Sugar is a very quick energy source. So Regardless of how much you eat in 30 minutes, you're going to be hungry again, low on energy or looking for energy again, Stoner Davis says. 
Large swings of blood sugar and insulin can also cause energy levels to plummet and affect your overall energy level. There's 12 of these things that I talked about at least three of them. The fourth one would be foods don't taste sweet enough. The fifth one, cravings for sweets is another sign. Six, high blood pressure. Number seven, acne and wrinkles. Uh-oh. Number Uh-oh. Two, number eight, joint pain, <laughs> right? That's a sign you eat too much sugar. Number nine, sleep issues. Number 10, digestive issues can be a sign. Number 11, brain fog. Number 12, cavities. And so here's the final word of cutting back on added sugar in your diet. While it's simply not realistic to avoid all added sugars in your diet, it's a good idea to read labels, focus on whole unprocessed foods as much as possible, and make healthier food choices. Companies are going to make their foods taste good. That's a part of their business. But Absolutely. As, yeah, but as individuals, we're becoming more conscious of our health so we can decide how much of that stuff we put in our body. Lee says. So there you have it. All those. You know, symptoms. I tell people when you're talking about sugar, mm-hmm. like in your own food, you eat something and maybe leave a spoon in there, and there, and it's sticky. It yes. sticks to the that sugar. Mm-hmm. Even that with- is sugar. And then the other thing about sugar is that you know not all sugars are good mm-hmm. because I mean not all fruits are good because mm-hmm. some fruits have more sugars in them than others. Like grapes, for example, on a mm-hmm. diabetic diet, you're only allowed 10 grapes yeah, because of all the sugar mm-hmm. in them so yeah mm-hmm. no that's good I, you know that's always been i think more people are becoming cognizant on how sugar probably more than a lot of other things vicky is part of the is killing us mm-hmm. contributing mm-hmm. contributing to the many of the comorbid illnesses that we suffer with today and the problem is mm-hmm. There's not really any incentive for companies to stop giving it to us. No, because like Cause they're it, making too much money out of us being sick. They're making too much money out of us being sick and too much money on the food that they're dumping all that stuff in. So no for question. us to for us to buy it and like it. No, no question. Yeah. So that's oh, that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, people go back to that. That's um 12 potential signs you're eating too much sugar is in the everyday health okay so the next article is about the sunscreen d yeah all this money that we've been putting into all these products and stuff for anti-aging and you know all the the brand names of this and that and this and that speaking of that i met over the weekend another celebrity her name was desiree rogers i don't know if any of you all remember desiree rogers was the social chairman under President Obama. Okay. She was from Chicago, Illinois, and she came in at the same time of Valerie Jarrett and Michelle. They were all friends together. Okay. And okay. Desiree had to leave unceremoniously because she that she had a she was in charge of a White House state White House dinner, and I think somebody got in. They weren't supposed to get in. Ah, I remember that. I remember that. Yes. Somebody got in. They weren't supposed to get in, and yes. this and that. Anyway, I saw her over the weekend. She now is co-owner of Fashion fair and black opal products very interesting so you remember the old-fashioned yes. fair and black opal so desiree rogers now is co-owner of that and okay. she's really working on increasing and bettering increasing the brand recognition yeah but this article is why sunscreen is the only age anti-age product you need 
have you ever looked at the skin on the buttocks of a 90 year old well not really but anyway <laughs> <laughs> not that's not exactly what i've been doing no but okay i'll take your word for it <laughs> dr fane frey has it's beautiful said the dermatologist and author of the book the skincare hoax there's very little pigment there's very little wrinkling there are very few blood vessels well all right sister doctor if you say so okay <laughs> compare that to the skin on a non-genarian's face where you'll likely see brown spots, scaliness, visible blood vessels, and much more wrinkling and a generally sallow appearance. Some signs of aging, namely fine lines, happen naturally over time. But Dr. Frey said that as much as 80% of the skin changes we associate with age are actually caused by the sun's ultraviolet rays. The best way to avoid them, aside from staying indoors in the shade or permanently covered up, is sunscreen. Mm. Sunscreen's ability to block sunburns and prevent skin cancer is well known, but many dermatologists say it's also the best skin care product for slowing signs of aging. Here's what to know about UV rays cause the skin to age and how sunscreen helps to minimize those effects. There are two categories of ultraviolet light, A and B. UVB wavelengths are shorter and primarily affect the top layer of the skin. UVA rays are longer and can penetrate deeper. They can also travel through glass. So don't assume a window keeps you safe from sun damage. Mm, okay. Years of exposure to both UVA and UVB rays damages cells on the top layer of the skin called keratinocytes. When that happens, the skin starts to look red, rough, and scaly in patches, a condition called actinic keratosis. It's due to DNA mutations that occur specifically in the keratinocytes, and they then proliferate and become abnormal, said Dr. Lena von Schuckman, a dermatologist and clinical researcher at the University of Queensland in Australia. In some cases, actinic keratosis can become cancerous. Below the keratinocytes are the melanocytes, mm -hmm. the cells that produce melanin and cause the skin to darken. UVA rays primarily activate those cells, resulting in suntan. Sunburn is different. It's caused by UVB rays injuring the top layer of the skin. Mm. With long-term UV exposure, the melanocytes become damaged, resulting in permanent hyperpigmentation. These brown spots are sometimes called sunspots or age spots, liver spots, or technical issue, or solo lentinges, or you just old spots. <laughs> <laughs> How about you just old spots? You see them on old people's hands and stuff. I keep looking at mine. When I see the spots show, it's over. Collagen and elastin, which keep the skin elastic and supple, reside in the next layer down. UVA rays trigger the breakdown of those proteins causing wrinkles as the skin loses its elasticity as well as the thinning of skin, making blood vessels more visible. There's no real way to boost collagen and elastin artificially. And that's why when they sell us these $100 creams, mm -hmm. of putting, you can't do it. I mean, I it's, when you think about it, they're, sell, they're selling us this narrative yes, that we're are. buying into. Mm -hmm. So there's no real way to boost collagen and elastin artificially. There is scant evidence for the power of supplements and creams, but cells called fibroblasts do continue to make the proteins as you age, although production slows down. 
As a result, some dermatologists say it may be possible to reverse signs of aging. If you start using sunscreen early and consistently enough, and the fibroblast is still young enough or healthy enough to be able to produce more collagen, the appearance of wrinkles could decrease over time, said Dr. Henry Lim, a dermatologist at Henry Ford Health and a former president of the American Academy of Dermatology. The key is making sure collagen levels aren't depleted further by sun exposure while the cells work to replenish the protein. But Dr. Van Shookman said the jury is still out. We certainly have studies to show that sunscreen used on a daily basis reduces skin aging. Whether or not it, reversing, it reverses skin aging, that's a little bit tricky to differentiate. How sunscreen prevents signs of aging. Sunscreen stops damage by blocking UV rays from reaching and penetrating the skin. There are two types of sunscreens, mineral and chemical. Mineral ingredients, namely zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, act as a physical barrier, reflecting the ultraviolet light off the skin. Our eyes can detect that reflection of light, which is why these sunscreens appear to leave a white cast. Chemical ingredients such as abobenzone, oxybenzone and homosalate absorb the UV rays. Both types of sunscreens can degrade or wash off over time. So it's important to reapply every time, every two hours or more frequently if you're swimming or sweating. In general, sunscreens are more effective at stopping the shorter UVB rays than the longer UVA rays. Sun protection factor SPF, you see those FPF things on the mm -hmm, bottles, mm -hmm. only refers to how well the sunscreen prevents a sunburn, meaning how well it blocks UVB. Dr. Frey said just a few ingredients approved for use in the United States, namely avobenzone, oxybenzone, zinc oxide, and to a lesser degree, titanium dioxide block UVA. So you want to read on your labels like we talk about labels mm -hmm. labels mm -hmm. abobenzone oxybenzone zinc oxide and titanium dioxide make sure that your sunscreen has this in it mm -hmm. look for one of these ingredients mm -hmm. which means that it stops the longer wavelengths from penetrating newer ingredients available in europe are more effective against uva some are in the pipeline for review by the fda mm -hmm. so lastly when it comes to choosing the best sunscreen to prevent signs of aging, Dr. Von Schuckman advised looking for one that broad spectrum, an SPF of 50 or higher, mm, okay. 50 or higher. Mm. Whether it's a chemical or mineral formulation does not matter. The most important thing she added is that it actually goes onto the skin every single morning. So there you have it. You want an SPF of 50 and above. Okay. And so this 50 and above. So this is our look. This is our extra uh cream instead of all that other stuff that's not I doing mean, nothing. All those thousands and thousands of dollars that we we buy into this and, and when you think about it like she said, mm -hmm. there's no way you can slap these creams on and prevent the aging wrinkles and stuff that has to do with deep down breaking up of, of these cells and stuff like that. But you know, we run to buy it. Yes, we do. You know, we we run and we get caught up. We get caught up in it. I'm one of them. We get caught up in it. I'm one of them. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Guilty as charged. I should have stock in Sephora. That, Every there time it is. I see something, you know, 
It's going to make me, but you know, you're not going to be any younger. You know, you cannot outrun your age. First of all, you just try to do the best that you can. Just do the best you can. But that's something for us because yes, we talking about sunscreen as anti-aging, but it also helps with, um, you know, skin cancer because we are getting that, you know, black folks think that we can't get. I was uh, just getting ready to say that Vicky, skin cancer, but huh? Nope. Nope. We can, we can, we can. So. Yeah. And so the other thing I would suggest for people and I I'm I'm late on mine to go visit your dermatologist mm-hmm. about once every six months mm-hmm. so that they can have an overview and look at some of the lesions that may not look right. And they biopsy them. And maybe you've got early signs of skin cancer, which can be treated by just exc- excision and stuff like that. So, yeah, we forget about our dermatologist mm-hmm. uh, physicians and that part of our health care. The skin is the largest organ in the body. Anyway. Yes, it is. Yes, it and is. And so we don't take as good care of it as you know, as we should. And then the other thing is Uh that I always remember is that, you know how you sometimes see people with these wrinkles around their mouths that smoke. Yes, that's smoking. You know, smoking is bad, which causes all these wrinkles and, you know, this stuff around your mouth. So a lot of the things that we, environmental things we do to ourselves that we don't have to do can also improve our skin care, I think. Yes, it can. Well, Dee, this is our last article and this is a quick article. And I said, let, let me let me talk about this article. It's right on our website, Vicky Do Fitness. And it says, this is burn calories outside this summer. So yeah, I hope folks are outside yes. getting some in. And if you in the hot, hot, uh, uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it says summer is a great time to get outside and enjoy the weather, but it's also a time when many people tend to put on weight as weekend gatherings and vacations wreck healthy diets. It's easy to overeat when it's hot outside, and it's also easy to skip workouts when you're not motivated to go to the gym. In the summer, spending an hour or more in the gym may may not be the most desirable way to get your exercise in. If you enjoy being outdoors, it's okay to skip the gym and work outside, work out outside. And so what you need to do is to get your heart rate up, regardless of the location. The key is to get your heart rate up, and there are plenty of ways to do it. A standard method to monitor your heart rate would be to use a risk Ron heart rate monitor. You would want to see your heart rate get above 120 beats per minute. And if possible, at times, get your heart rate above 140 or even 150 beats per minute. There are many ways to burn calories outside of the gym this summer. No matter what type of activity you choose, the most important thing is to find something that you enjoy and that you can stick with. If you're not having fun, you're less likely to keep up with your workout routine. Here are a few ideas to get you moving outside of the gym. Number one, go for a walk or run. Walking and running are two of the easiest and most effective ways to burn calories. According to a study published in the Journal of Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise, a 155-pound person can burn roughly 300 calories in 30 minutes of walking at a brisk pace and about 400 calories in 30 minutes of running at a moderate pace. Biking is something to do. Biking is another way, a great way to burn calories and get some exercise. According to a study study 
published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, a 155-pound person can burn about 240 calories in 30 minutes of biking at a moderate pace. Swimming is a great way to cool off on a hot day and burn calories. According to a study published in the journal, International Journal of Obesity, a 155-pound person can burn about 300 calories in 30 minutes of swimming at a moderate pace. Playing a sport or joining a rec league team is a fun way to burn calories and get some exercise. You can play basketball, tennis, soccer, or any other sport that you enjoy. Gardening, gardening. I love, do you love gardening? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my Groundhogs come and eat up my tomatoes. No. Mm-mm. Oh my God, that's so funny. No. Oh, well, okay, well, I guess this won't be your outdoor <laughs> activity. Okay, well, gardening is a great way to get some exercise and burn calories, according to a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Adults who garden for at least 30 minutes a day have a lower risk of obesity than those that do not garden. Dance, dance classes are a fun way to burn calories and get some exercise. You can take a dance class at a local studio or even in your living room. According to a study published in the Journal of American um, Medical Association, adults who take dance classes for at least 30 minutes a week have a lower risk of obesity than those who do not take dance classes. Hiking, last but not least, is a great way to get some exercise and enjoy the outdoors. You can hike in a local park, on a trail, or even in the mountains. So there you have it. Those are some ways that you can, you know, do something, even if you're dancing in your living room. Exactly. Like nobody's watching. Like nobody's watching. That's important. And yeah, do some of those things. And I I like how, and this was written by our health expert, one of our health expert, Gabe Sanders, Dr. Gabe Sanders. He's always writing wonderful articles on our website. We had him on our show early on. Yes, yes, yes. And I loved how he broke it down where you can see how many calories you can burn, you know, doing various um, exercise. So that's wonderful. And so, D, we are at the end of our show. And so yeah. do you have some things that we should think about then? Well, yeah, I just kind of want to reiterate again, thinking of something, a disease that's completely preventable, you know, syphilis, number one, but also congenital syphilis. And unfortunately, we're running into a situation of a shortage of bicillin, which speaks to the point STIs and STDs can be prevented, you know, do those kinds of things that because STIs are going up. And I think, you know, one of the things, especially with men who have sex with men, that was concerning when that pill came out, well, you'll be able to prevent HIV, but you don't prevent sexually transmitted diseases. So I think people have to be mindful of that. And, you know, making sure that your partner wears a condom and so forth to prevent the disease in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, about eating sugar, you know, the old adage of we're digging our graves with our teeth. And as we said, sugar is contributing to a lot of the morbidity that's going on in this country. And some of the things that you did. You know, you probably should have no more than what, six tablespoons? Yeah, if you if you going by the American Heart Association trying to have heart health, it should be six 
teaspoons for women and um, nine for men. Yeah. And what some of the ways that you know that you've eaten too much sugar is sluggish and, you know, feeling fatigued, feeling hungry and those kinds of things that um, go along with eating too much sugar. But I mean, you know, you you really have to read labels because there are a lot of hidden sugars and things that you don't think about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yogurt is a big one with me. You know, know. yogurt, everybody thinks that yogurt is really great. And you pick up those yogurt containers and there's what, 16 grams of sugar. You know, one, one container of yogurt might be your whole daily amount of sugar that you're supposed to take in. So you gotta be very careful in what is considered what you consider low-cal diet food Um, and all sugars are not equal although we encourage fruits and vegetables but again you need to know your numbers and be educated about what you're putting into your mouth yes and then you know we talked about aging Mm anti-aging and sunscreen it looks like Mm -hmm. you know sunscreen 50 spf 50 and greater is probably the best thing that you should use and we're getting caught up into buying all these products over the counter that yeah, I know. Oof. Probably are not gonna do anything to improve those wrinkles or those whatever those things that we think that they're going to. And so, you know, they encourage you first thing in the morning to put your sunscreen on to protect against UVA and UVB ultraviolet light. And then lastly, burn calories outdoors. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned two of the top three things, swimming Mm -hmm. and biking and maybe a a light run and burning in a person that weighs 155 pounds, burning upwards of 300 calories over 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, you know, that could be a, you know, a, a nice salad and maybe some sort of side dish or something that you know you have burned off mm-hmm. so yeah yes and so it is good that we are always reminding ourselves that's including us how it's just important to be up and about for longevity right. and, exactly. and and as we talked about earlier with the health tip you know it's that physical fitness that outweighs whether we're going to live long or not than than just relying on your age it's your physical fitness and how you're taking care of your heart health and so forth and so yes we had a a good show today and we want folks to make sure you go on our show notes and look at the articles you can always list the articles so you can go back and check them out yourself and as always for more information go to our website vickidofitness.com and remember if you have any questions comments or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com.